documented. Miracles happening today. Welcome back, documented listeners. We're so excited to have you today. I just wanted to, first off, thank you guys all for listening. We hit 100 reviews on Apple Podcasts, which is awesome. Um, So thank you guys all for doing that. It really helps um, engage other listeners that may want to get on there. So thank you for that. Today we have Vernice Guzman. If you heard our last podcast with Johnny Guzman, this is his wife. And I will definitely try to keep the inside jokes to a minimum because this is my best friend, BFF, forever. But um, anyways, Vernice, take it away. Um, like she said, my name is Vernice. I was born in California, was born to a single mom. So I have a older sister, older brother. I'm the youngest of my mom. My dad had, I believe, a total of 12 kids, possibly 13. Not really sure. It's weird because when I was little... I just assumed people didn't have dads because like my neighbors in LA didn't have dads and the men that we did know they were single like in the neighborhood um, and just had like regular jobs. They're like, I don't know, mechanics or grocery workers, whatever was like normal. And so the people that did have dads, like what the, like, what is he doing sticking around? Yeah, pretty much. I'm like, does he still live here all the time? And so I just remember thinking that. And so, yeah, we lived in L.A. until I was 10. We lived like in a one bedroom. We lived like in a studio first where like the bed actually came out of the wall. Like Mm -hmm. before the Murphy beds came back in style where like a kid might get trapped in there if it snaps back. Oh, like that kind of bed. (laughs) I remember that. I remember just hearing... I don't know, like, to me, it was normal, though, at the same time. I don't know. There was, like, drive-bys. There was crime. But it was, like, we were safe in our own little, like, little Mexican bubble. Mm -hmm. Because it was also, like, divided a little bit. Like, on my block, there was mainly just Mexicans. Or, like, the area that I live, just Mexicans. Everybody spoke Spanish. I actually only spoke Spanish first. I can hear, and still to this day, like, I can hear my dad's voice. So I spoke to him a couple times on the phone. And it's weird because my mom tells me that when I would cry, I would cry out for my dad, even though I had like never met him. Uh, Somehow I knew like I, I had one, but I don't know if that makes sense. Like, I think it's maybe like, maybe when I found out I had a dad type of thing that I was like, oh my gosh, I'm crying. And I was like five years old and I'm like, I want my dad. And my mom would call him. And I remember talking to him, I think at least three times on the phone and I can hear his voice And he would just say, you know, I can't wait to meet you. Or like, I want to, he lived in Texas. I remember him saying, oh, I want to meet you. I'm going to go. But that never happened. So. How did he die? So my dad was a heavy drinker from what I heard. So he was a really bad alcoholic. And he just, he drank a lot. And towards the end of his life from whatever rumor has it was that he just wanted to quit that he had a lot of like regrets in his life and also out of all of my like siblings and half siblings I was the only one he never met and I didn't realize how much that affected me until I I was a little bit older were you aware of that as a kid that you were the only one he hadn't met I I was um like at the age of eight I kind of became aware like oh my gosh who's like this mystery child 
because everybody like his older kids knew about me and then his younger kids knew about me there's two boys after me and so they were aware of me but they were like oh my gosh who is she what does she look like this and that and so everybody got to meet me when i went to his funeral oh wow. um but at the same time like we we had already moved here to arizona because like i said there was a lot of just violence and gangs and just what california pretty much still is and my mom didn't want that so she moved us out here to arizona what part of california were you in again in south central la and then we came to prescott when i was 10 because she had two brothers out here um but like things changed obviously there wasn't as much crime here in prescott it was when after i moved out here that my dad passed away i was in school i was actually going to sacred heart catholic school fun fact and what's it called one morning my mom she we just woke up getting ready for school and she said hey uh your dad passed away yesterday or like a couple days ago and i was just like all right and it like it wasn't like a big deal it was just like okay it's like i don't, I don't know yeah. cheetos are on sale like actually yeah. i would be excited for that um it just it didn't really phase me i was like okay and then she's like we're gonna have to go to texas for his funeral so you're gonna miss some school and then then i was like all right that's kind of cool like i get to miss school and so i told my friends like yeah my dad died and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, it's all good. Because I, I like, I didn't know him. I didn't never met him. Like, but I, I ain't going to be here. So I have an excuse not to do homework. So it was weird. I think my outlook on that. Um, yeah. I don't know. So I'm going to Catholic school. So obviously I was like an altar girl where I would like bring up the Bible to the priest. I would light the candles. I would read from like a chapter. So I remember being in that school and obviously being in church because it's a Catholic school, but there's no like, all I know is Jesus is dead on a cross. Wow. That's it. Like all I see, cause you see like, what is it called? The crucifix? Yeah. And it was, that's all that was around. And then there was like, oh my gosh, I remember learning about St. Francis of Assisi and I used to die laughing cause I was like, this guy's a sissy. Cause I'm learning English when I moved to Prescott. Like I'm learning oh, English. Oh, I see. And I don't know no, a lot of English, and I, so I'm learning. So when I heard that, Francis of Assisi, I was like, <laughs> wait, I'm sorry. There's a saint who's a sissy? <laughs> and he's not, clearly. I don't know what he is, but not a sissy. You couldn't get past that. <laughs> I couldn't get past the sissy part. You're like, why are we worshiping him? <laughs> yeah, I'm all, Joan of Arc sounds better. <laughs> also in that school, I knew we were I was different. I lived in a different or was being raised in a different family because I remember a lot of these kids' moms were like housewives and their parents, their dads were like doctors, nurses, lawyers, or even their moms were nurses. Yeah, that's what I was curious about is now that you're in a different environment and there's kids that do have their dad, mm -hmm. did you start realizing that that was... It was bizarre to me. Like they had like parents day and like parents would come and they had like grandparents day and I'm like, my grandma hates me pretty sure you can ask any of my family pretty sure she did not like me and so it was just like different like parents picking up their kids from school like we would walk from school in california but my mom worked there too but it was just normal for all the kids to walk and and you know just kind of on your own um and so it was just different to me how much parents were involved 
in their kids' lives. Like I remember seeing this kid named Teddy had Tupperware that matched. That was not like a cool whip container and it had raw almonds. And I thought it was the weirdest thing, but I'm like, whatever, it's cool. Um, so that was different. And then, so it was nice Tupperware with raw almonds. <laughs> it just felt bougie to you. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then, I'll, and so they had, yeah, they had great families and I'm not complaining about my family. Not at all. But like my mom was a dishwasher at Denny's, like trying to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm already crying. I love my mom. <laughs> we all love your mom. Shout out to Wita. Shout out to Wita. She's awesome. Um, so yeah, she was like a dishwasher at Denny's. And I remember like doing games and, and her trying to come with her like big old Denny's thing on the back of her shirt. But she was there. Like I remember that. So that's you're why. you talking about games. You're talking about a sport that you were in? Yeah, like sports games, like mm-hmm. volleyball, basketball. And I rem- So that's why I feel like I didn't miss out on not having a dad too much because I had such an awesome mom. Yeah. But then at the same time, I feel like within my family, it just wasn't solid. Like my mom was working. Then she went to two jobs. My brother, once he got into high school, he kind of was doing not the best stuff. So he kind of was away a couple times. My sister was in California and she was trying to raise her kid. And so I'm kind of like left alone with like my own thoughts. I'm learning English because I'm getting made fun of for having an accent. So I like made it a goal to like lose my accent. I didn't want to just be the only Mexican girl in my class. So it was a class of like 13 kids and it was like one class per grade. So as I'm growing up, I just feel somewhat alone, which is, you know, typical somebody play the violin. And I just, I don't know. I feel like I start wanting to get attention from like boys, mm-hmm. you know, it's always <sighs> girls. What are we going to do with us? You know? And I don't know. I just want to feel, I don't know, valued, pretty wanted. That's so. a lot of the dad void too. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so then later I'm just like, man, I'm like, do I have daddy issues? I'm all, if I got to ask myself <laughs> if I have daddy issues, I probably do. <laughs> and so that's, I think when I kind of started messing with me because i'm like i didn't really have a solid like what a man should treat me like you didn't have like a a reference point of what a good relationship looked like either right yeah because i mean my mom was never married to my dad did she date guys while you were growing up or did she just stay she dated one dude growing up and that didn't work out and so that was the end of that your mom sounds like a hero, honestly, because I'm just guessing that Catholic charter school probably took some work for her to yeah. make sure you could go there. Yeah. Like she, yeah. like I knew I was on a scholarship because I was like the low income. To pick up your family from California on your own, relocate, try to find a job, put your kid in Sacred Heart. It's like she was really trying, you know? She, she really yeah. did want the best for us and she still does. Mm-hmm. she's like you guys have an ability she and because her whole thing was like a i think they call it like immigrant mentality she moved here from mexico and she just wanted the best for us and she's like you're capable of that because you were born in america so it's almost yeah. like being born with a silver spoon i think that's the saying yeah like a silver spoon in your mouth type of thing yeah because like you mm-hmm. really have the opportunity to do whatever you want and so yeah we're living in arizona my dad's still in texas um he was a big time 
he was a cheater. He cheated on my wife, my, my wife, my mom. She, he cheated on her. He, he was an alcoholic. He was never abusive. Um, he was never violent or like aggressive. Like he wasn't one of those drunks. He just was a functioning alcoholic and he loved women. And my mom knew that. And I feel like she accepted that of him too, while they were together. So I feel like that's not to blame my mom, but she was like, well, he never hit me and he gave me money for the bills and for the kids. But I remember telling my mom when I got married, I'm like, oh, I trust Johnny. Like he's not going to cheat. And I remember her saying, a man is a man and the devil never, never sleeps. So it's like, you can trust him only so much though. So she was almost content with not being hit and them providing or something, but He's cheating. Yeah. Yeah. It's like almost like, like given. it's a matter of time, yeah. It's like the expectation. Like what I've always seen is that then they'll they'll get really mad at the woman, mm-hmm. but rarely their man. They'll like you expect that they'll do it, but then you just hope they don't do it again type of thing. I don't know what or my just, expectation yeah. was. But... It gets weird, huh? Then you're like, well, yeah. he comes home to me. Yeah. And it's like, well, I, yeah, you know, kind of thing. I, I guess I, I, yeah, I guess I'm winning, but it's better be involved in your daughter's life. That's all I'm telling you dad's out there she loved him i know she did because she's told me that and that was just her expectation like all right cool well he's not out at the bars every night and you know i just now looking back it it makes me sad for my mom because she did have a good dad but my my grandpa her dad also stepped out on his wife and so i'm like dang everybody's everybody's a dang playboy in my house in my family because i'm like yeah and anyways, that, that happens. He's living in Texas with his wife and two boys. Fast forward, he dies. Everybody meets me. I go to Texas. The lady actually who my dad married and left my mom for, she comes up to me and she's sobbing. She's crying and she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like he died and this and that. And now like, like pretty much there's no hope of ever having a conversation with my dad. I will never have a uh, conversation with my dad ever. But I remember looking at her and I don't know if I was just like hardened in my heart at that point also and not realizing it. But I just looked at her and I just said, aren't you the reason why I don't know my dad? Did you say that? I said that. And she just, I remember her being shocked and like, but I love him. And I'm like, well, at least one of us does. Like, you know, I, I don't know him. I, I can't cry. I can't believe you just said that. I mean, just out of the mouth of babes, like child of mouth of a child, like just. But wow. it, but it was, it was true. I'm like, wow. I don't, I don't know him, and it's because of you. I mean, I'm sure my mom had a little bit of, to do with that too, and probably your dad, like we just said. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and him too. But it was just like everybody's crying, everybody's sad, and I'm just like, okay, like mm-hmm. there's a Mexican store down the street. Can we go? And they're like, have some respect for the dead, and this and that. Everybody's praying like the rosary. And I'm like, this dude's swollen in a box. Like he's not coming back. Mm-hmm. Move on. Mm-hmm. I. At that moment in my life. Yeah. Then later, like I said, it hit me like, I'll never have a conversation. I can never ask him what his favorite color was. I can never know if I have like his mannerisms, you know, Mm because I feel like that can be passed on somehow. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. So I heard that I look just like him. So at least he gave you that. At least he was a nice looking man. (laughs) Yeah, I know what he looks like. I have pictures of him. So anyways, fast forward, 
teenage years, I am definitely wanting attention. What do you mean by um, you definitely were trying to get attention? Did you just start? Yeah, I feel like I became more like, I guess the word would be maybe promiscuous, like flirtatious, Mm -hmm. like, oh, if I do this or like I act this way or if I go to this party and I don't know, I just felt like I wanted attention and I wanted to be seen. I wanted to be included. I wanted to be at parties. I wanted to be at the it party type of thing. Like I just wanted everything. And I remember started drinking freshman year. I started like, I'm only 13 as a freshman. So I started early. I'm 13. I'm turning 14 later. And I remember like first semester of my freshman year, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm scared. My brother had already kind of gotten like a, not a bad rap at Prescott High, but I mean, he wasn't going there anymore. So I was just like, man, like now I'm like his little sister and I would be the little sister at the parties. And Wait, so what did that feel like? Were you trying to like live up to his reputation or were you like embarrassed by it? Or were you just a trying little, to find your identity? A little bit of both. I feel okay. like a lot of times I said more than I was actually willing to do. Mm-hmm. But then because I said I would do it, I felt like I needed to do it. 100%. So if I was about to, I'm like, I can chug a beer. Like, you know, then I'm like, crap, I really have to chug this beer. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize yeah. like I could back out. Cause I, then I didn't want to be embarrassed and be like a loser lamo. Yeah. So then, no, that makes, this is makes yeah. sense. This explains started, a lot of people, even like with fighting. I don't know. I don't even, what one thing that I remember is people being quick to be like, I'm going to kick this girl's butt and I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do, 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 do. But it was like trying to be like, like, you're like trying to bad, be tough. like yeah. cool and tough and like be like, nobody messes with me and da, 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 da. But like in reality, yeah. if you were to like poke at it even for a second, like, wait, what's wrong? Like, you have a problem? Like what? Yeah. What happened? They just like, no, no, no. Oh, I didn't say that. No, no. Like, it's like, yeah. so it's a front. And I feel like I would do that. And then I'm like, dang it. I got to actually back up what I say. Right. Whether if it was like in a fight or doing like drinking at parties and stuff like that like oh my gosh like i really have to like do what i just said i would do um and i felt at the same time like i wasn't angry as a child but i felt like i needed to be angry at the world they're like oh well you don't have a dad and i'm like yeah but i have an awesome mom but um but they're like oh but you don't have a dad or like you're angry like oh your brother my brother got incarcerated a couple times he's a great dad a great husband they're actually having another baby on the way Woo woo. (laughs) but so yeah he was gone but i remember i i loved my brother like when he would come home from being locked up i would cry like tears of joy and just like I, I I sometimes think about it. I remember, uh, I was so happy when he'd get let out. Cause I loved him. I love my brother. I love my sister. And so I don't know. Crap. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, I How long was he locked up for? Uh different times. Yeah. For different periods. For different things. So I don't can't give an exact So like two, three times while you were growing up, or was it more than that? couple more times okay yeah because it started when he was like a juvenile okay like under so would it, it'd be like little short stints yeah like a couple, like a couple months. months or something yeah. yeah okay um but still I and then when he can't got home you'd just be like so stoked. i'd be so excited because yeah. at the same time i'm like living my own life i'm out here and then all of a sudden i'm like oh man i didn't know you were gonna get released so i'm like all excited and then i remember 
like the cops coming to my house arresting him and i'm just like wait hold on wait what like did you do something else (laughs) yeah and it was just random and then i remember the cops like we can get you on disorderly because i remember being upset like you can't take my brother and i think i got something and i threw it my brother's like calm down i'll be back out later or something like that and i'm just like what the heck what was the age gap between you guys four years okay yeah he's four years older four years older Mm -hmm. we're all weirdly four years apart and yeah, once I met Johnny, I was like, oh my gosh, I love him. <laughs> um, did you, did you feel that way from the get go? Like when you first saw him? Honestly, no. I just, okay. I thought he was very, a very nice looking individual. Um, cause, okay, again, from the last podcast, I was 13 and he was like 15 going on 16 when we first met. Sure. And I don't know if he mentioned this. He was actually in juvie with my brother. Yeah, he did say that. So he met my brother first. And I was like this little 13-year-old girl (laughs) a freshman. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this guy is so handsome. Like... I didn't say handsome. He's so fine. Dude, I was going to say that. I'm like, say how you would have said it. Come on. I'm going to have to impersonate you. you And... Uh, but I'm like, man, he's literally, I'm 13. Like, yeah. He's if so you bad. also, if my mom did not allow me to wear makeup, she was strict oh, okay. until I was 15. Like, I oh, couldn't pluck wow. my eyebrows. I, I was like this ugly duckling walking around. Smart mom. So you met him before you could wear makeup? Yes. <laughs> okay. And so then, like, some time passed where he, like, left to go to Bradshaw, got locked up and doobie again and this and that. And I remember writing him, like, just so you know, like, I'm still your friend. Because I, I remember what my brother went through. So, like, when my brother got locked up, my mom would be like, where are your friends now, huh? Like, who's there for you now? Like, who's... <laughs> All that lottie dottie. <laughs> <laughs> and so I remember yeah. writing Johnny and telling him, like, hey, just so you know, like, when you get out, like, I'm your friend still. I still think like, you're fine. <laughs> I still think you're fine, bro. <laughs> Babe. That's so weird. Um, so at this point, though, you guys were friends when you're writing him? Yeah, we're friends. Okay. Um, And still, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm at parties. I'm drinking. I'm... And mind you, I'm not like drinking to have a good time. I'm drinking to black out. Like when I was 16, I remember random parties like waking up in the bathtub. Like, how did I get here? Oh my um, gosh. And why, why do you think you're drinking to black out? Well, if any of you guys know me, I am loud and crazy. And so that was me at the part i wanted to be like the center of attention i wanted to be like the you felt like that here. was the most impressive is yeah. to be so drunk that you're just and not even so drunk but i'm like i bet you i can drink you under the table like oh, okay meanwhile you're like 100 pounds exactly away. like i'm mm-hmm. and i didn't realize like oh my gosh like i'm drinking a lot like every weekend there's a party and if there's not a full-on party there's like some like little kickbacks where we're just like drinking and you know there's some older people that are there and like that are, you know, barbecuing, whatever. And I'm just like, dude, line up the shots. And they're like, literally, it's a barbecue. Calm down. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. And I don't know. I just wanted to get blacked out, drunk. I don't know if I was trying to like forget stuff. Just be crazy, honestly. 
And that's another thing where Johnny and I kind of bumped heads because he's like, calm, like, take it easy. Like, can't you just chill? And I was like, no, like, if we're going to drink, we need to, like, drink a lot. So I'm thankful that I didn't try other drugs because I feel like I have a very addictive behavior. Yeah, sure. And I'm like, it would have been... Go big or go home. Yeah. (laughs) And so I remember that happening. And then I just... Johnny and I started dating. I started skipping class and this isn't because of Johnny it was just it progressed like I said my freshman year I started drinking skipping class I remember having ISS which is in school suspension for 30 days which is like the max and then I would get out and I'd and why were you suspended because I would skip class oh for skipping class yeah it always made me laugh is like you've been skipping class so i'm gonna suspend you yeah now you have it off for 30 days all right yeah and i remember (laughs) when they finally like maxed me out on iss they're like okay we're actually gonna do oss which is out of school suspension and then like when i would go out Mm -hmm. of school suspension my brother i think had left school by then and was like hey you want to drink and i'm like okay sure you know, yeah. so it's like I didn't get homework assigned. I was, quote unquote, in trouble at my house, not doing anything except drinking with my brother and his friends. So there was that. Not the best consequences. No, <laughs> definitely Maybe not. rethink their consequences. Yeah. And then, oh. I don't know, I, I remember times I would read the Bible randomly. I would read Revelations. Oh, wow. And I would read about the Lake of Fire I would read about, you know, the dragon and the horns. Why Revelations? I don't know. Hmm. I, I really, I'm like, well, if I'm going to read this book, I'm, at least I want to know what happens in the end. Sure. And it was not good because I never actually got to like my name being written in the book of lambs chapter, I think. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so much destruction happening. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, like. Is there code? Like, this is in codes type of thing. So I'm, like, trying to figure that out. It wasn't anything deep. Um, I don't ever remember anybody witnessing to me until Tim and Yesenia did. And you'd read in Revelations, but no one had ever, like, witnessed no. you or anything. Tell me a little bit more about Johnny. Like, I'm kind of curious about... So he was locked up in juvie. You would write him as a friend. Like, when did you guys become boyfriend and girlfriend? Or was it, like, um, you hooked up? Or was it, like... Will you be my girlfriend? Like, what What did that look like? Honestly, I think we became boyfriend-girlfriend probably when I picked him, picked him up from jail. Okay. Because, like he said, nobody had ever picked him up from jail. And I would call. Did you have your own car at that point? Or uh, did you... No, I had a job, and I would borrow my mom's car sometimes. Oh, okay. And... So um, you had borrowed your mom's car, and yeah. you picked him up from jail. Literally, my mom drove me. Wow. Like she was there with me and she's like, we're going to go pick up your boyfriend from jail. All right. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Even now looking back, I'm like, if SP would tell me that, I'd be like, you are getting a new boyfriend. <laughs> but in my la- in my thought, like it, in my thought process, my mind, like this is what you do. Like you're yeah. there for people when they need you and not because which this scenario is different. My boyfriend just got out of jail. It's like, but he needs me and I need to go pick him up. He doesn't have a ride. Mm-hmm. And well, and even like when you're talking about your brother, like what you saw your brother go through, you, pr- I'm sure that was playing too. Is like, oh, definitely. My brother, yeah. he had a ride, Yeah, you know, and yeah. it's like, this is something I can provide. Like I yeah. can go get him. So it's kind of like you're seeing, you saw the bad parts of your brother getting locked up and you're like, yeah. 
And I remember, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like, I made a connection there. I'm like, my brother went through this. Like, I know what it feels like. So when we did start dating and he still had probation, he still had court dates, he still had to, you know, do community service. He had to go to counseling. He had to do this and that. Like, I knew what that took because of my brother. And I was like, okay, well, if you're going to get through this, like, you need help. And so at the same time, like I said, I wasn't angry. Um, I just know I wanted to be loved. I wanted to be loved mm-hmm. and I never saw forever with Johnny necessarily, but I knew at that moment I was with him and I was willing to do whatever it took to be with him. And I think even more because he pushed me away. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, no, you're going to love me that, which kind of sounds psycho, honestly. What do you mean he pushed you away? Like he would just, um, what do, he was just quick to like, we had talked about, he was just quick to like, okay, not attach himself to anything yeah including me there was nothing there and i'm like but i love you i think because i think this is what love is because i love my brother and i wouldn't do this for anybody else and so i just wanted him to be loved at the same time because i did know what he had gone through as a child um but at the same time like i'm heartbroken and and i am sad when he pushes me away and i remember thinking just like i just want to help I just want to help. I just want to be loved and, I don't know, cared for, I guess. It sounds so lame. No, it doesn't. <laughs> like the most basic human sounds, need. I know. It sounds lame. <laughs> wants to be loved You're and so needed. Base. Oh, my gosh. Did you ever get tired of his shenanigans? Um, sometimes. Of his la-di-da-di? <laughs> sometimes. La-di-da-di. I feel like sometimes I would get tired of it, but I didn't, I don't know. I feel like, oh my gosh, play the violin. I'm like, I feel like who else is out there? You know, like, I don't know. I just, I didn't picture my life with him forever, but I didn't picture my life without him. Um, Like I started going through my daddy issues at that point. I'm just like up and down. I tried doing the college thing that did not work out. That was not um, a good idea. Why not? Just, I mean, I'm sure college is about school and like earning degrees and certificates. Mm. But again, it's also about ruining your life by partying and getting into a lot of debt. Yeah. And all you can say is like, I was Selena for Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, I feel like that's the only thing I can take away from college. You yeah. lived out your dream. Yeah. Sometimes you need college, but lots of times it just. Yeah. Did you go to the dorm? Did you stay in the dorm? Or did you just attend? I mean, I didn't live in the dorms, <laughs> yeah. but I would frequent them <laughs> for parties. <laughs> no, after that, I was just like, okay, I really need to just get my life in order. And so I went through a phase where Johnny and I were not together. And like he had mentioned, and I was depressed and I was like man what am I doing with my life literally like my boyfriend's in jail I work at a Kmart <laughs> what am I doing I'm 18 what am I doing I've stopped drinking by that Had you point. graduated I graduated high school I was done drinking I was done partying and it wasn't because like I decided to mature but I was like I can't keep drinking especially at 18 I'm like I Another thing, I am 
not it's down. It's almost legal now. I got to stop. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I can do big girl time. And even though, you know, oh, oh, I a see lot of my saying. friends yeah. and family had been locked up, I knew that was life, that life was not for me. Not that anybody chooses that life, but I'm like, no, for sure. A hundred percent. Like I am not going to You're jail. Like, I'll be the pen pal, not the I, inmate. Yeah, exactly. And I was just like, what is going on? And then, so Johnny gets out. We get witnessed to by Tim and Sen at Harkins. And that point in my life too, we're like at a fork in the road. Can you go into that a little bit? Um, and I was like, hey, Ashton has a little golf thing. Like, I'm going to take him golf. You want to go? And he's like, yeah. So we go. I go pick him up. We go to golf. We come out. Johnny does come out before I do with Ashton. And he's talking to Yesenia. And that is true. I was like, who's this chick talking to my man? Tim's nowhere to be found at that moment. I think some people may not understand this dynamic. Even when you were dating, random girls like throwing themselves at him just to oh. like get you mad and stuff. So I've, this was not like absolutely her being possessive or whatever. I mean, a little bit. Maybe just a little. Yeah, no, girls were always trying to get with Johnny in front of me. Him and his sister had a great relationship. But a couple times she would come up to us, Johnny and I would be on a date and his sister would be like, hey, my girlfriend here, she thinks you're cute. You know, does she have a chance? And I'm like, literally standing right there. Oh my gosh. And Johnny would be like, well, I'm kind of with Vernice. And I'm like, kind of? You live with me. Wow. (laughs) Like, wait, what? And so I'm like. That's infuriating. It it was. I know how to choose them. It's okay though. That's I love my man. That's all in the past. That's all. It also explains why when you walk out and he's talking to Sen, it's like, and then who I, is this girl? I also want to point out too, because I know the background, is Yesenia, when she was in school, she was kind of wrestling with her salvation. Even from her perspective, she would say like she wasn't really saved. So she wore a ton of makeup, big hair, kind of skimpy clothes like that she was all about the boys attention too at that point and then when she got really saved and got married she wore like minimal makeup was very just way more toned down and like though yesenia that's why that's why johnny said in his podcast he almost didn't recognize Mm -hmm. her Mm -hmm. because the yesenia he knew was like total glammed up all day every day Mm -hmm. yeah crazy this and that and so it's like and i did know yesenia in high school too and she sat behind me in math class i remember her asking for help and she makes fun of me sometimes for that because i'm like figure it out i don't know but i knew what i love math i just didn't want to help her so now new picture painted (laughs) it's like johnny's always getting hit hit on by other girls in front of bernice bernice comes out and it's like wait this again girl and you guys yeah. weren't even together, and we weren't even together so that's even more insecurity a little yeah, bit like yes. oh is this someone that you've met or so yeah. like of all people it's like and were you hoping that you guys would get back together like you obviously reached out to him to hang mm-hmm. out i of course i had missed him fallen for johnny i had made connections with him so i wanted to be with johnny you yeah. know i i did love him 
Then you guys just had this really cool time. He walks out and he's talking to another chick. Yeah. And out. I'm just like, who the heck are you? So your defenses are up. What do you say? What happens? Literally, who the heck are you? Oh, did you? <laughs> and Yesenia's like, hi, I'm Yesenia. That's my husband, Tim, over there. Okay. I'm sure she doesn't sound like that, but. <laughs> that's how it sounded like, to you. <laughs> that's how she makes it sound too, which is funny. And so Tim walks over and yeah, this is a tall white man and tim is tall but tim's awesome because he's i feel like we butted heads without butting heads and so when he's witnessing to us i'm like no i'm good i'm catholic kind of kind of get johnny to be like don't talk to these freaks like Mm -hmm. let's just keep moving and she's like well when's the last time you went to church and i'm just like this girl wants to fight and honestly the last time i think i had gone to church catholic church had been like a couple years when my grandma died and i forcefully had to go to that and that was the last time i can't even remember i i wasn't going to church regularly i wasn't seeking god out like johnny was i was just like whatever this is life jesus is dead on a cross whatever you know Mm -hmm. i I don't know i just it was never deep deeper than that i wore wore rosary around because you know that's what mexicans do and it was in style but more than that no um so he comes over and he's like well And I don't really remember everything that he said, but what I do remember and has always stuck with me was like, he who denies the father, the father denies him. And I just remember thinking like, you know, in like movies where it's like, time just stops and you're like, you're right. I'm, he's right. Like, who am I, this little itty bitty human to deny God? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I'm so scumbaggy. I don't know. Like I felt bad. And... She's like, would you want to pray? And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like in public right here, right now. And I'm like looking around and Ashton, my nephew, he's just like, just standing there like, what is going on? Future uncle and my Thea are praying (laughs) outside of mini golf. What the heck? We pray and she's like, let me get your number. I'm like, all right. That's when like time cards, like phone cards were still popular and i was like all right but don't text me until tomorrow at three because like tonight my minutes run out and i need to get another phone card and but i have to work and by the time i get paid go to the bank blah 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 it's gonna be later and sure enough she like texts me in the afternoon and and somehow we get together we go out to eat with them to oliva's and i remember thinking i only have twenty dollars left like to my name well i'm working at kmart and so i'm down to my 20 bucks and they ask us out to eat and i'm like oh my gosh should i go should i not go should we go because they invited johnny and i and i'm like oh my gosh i only have 20 bucks left i have quarter tank of gas left in my car i don't get paid for like another week and i'm just like oh my gosh i tell johnny all right we're gonna go out to eat with them but you're gonna get one taco and we're drinking water i'm like i literally only have 20 bucks so i'm like if i'm doing the math right i'm like i could probably at least leave with five dollars still including tip and everything and so we go and put that in your tank and put that in my tank dude oh and what's it called we go out to eat and then they pay and i'm like oh my gosh jesus is alive and well <laughs> <laughs> i have 20 dollars <laughs> 
because I was stressing out about that. I was so stressed out. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm trying to pay bills. I'm working at Kmart. And I had, then I just started a new job. I switched over to the mall and I became a guest services admin there. And so after they took you out to eat, did you guys start going to church right away or was it after some time? I th- I didn't go to church until about almost two, two to three weeks after we I had prayed. prayed at mini golf Harkins. Like I said, cause I was in between jobs working at Kmart and trying to get a new job at the mall. And I'm like, I'm not about to request days off, but I remember realizing it was the Potter's house. And I'm like, mm, I don't know if I want to go there, but I went and I remember hearing Pastor Mitchell Sr. preach about anger. And his sermon was so convicting. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And I had talked to Yesenia, I think, a little bit before I had gone to church. And I'm like, did she tell Pastor Mitchell everything that I had told her? Whoa. And it's so true because I laugh. I'm like, I know exactly that feeling when you go to church and you're like, who's telling my business? to the big man upstairs and how is the big man upstairs relaying this message to the pastor but i went and i and then i kept going though i just i remember yesenia encouraged me to go to like sunday school and i'm like bro i work at 10 30 so i would literally go to sunday school from 9 30 to 10 i would leave the church go up the hill to the mall work from 10 30 to 6 30 and then i'd get off at 6 30 and i'd go straight back down the hill to the church and then I'd go home and then Wednesdays, I remember, I think I would make it like every other Wednesday, but I remember I just like wanted also to be involved. And Yesenia did always invite me and she's like, if you need a ride, I'll pick you up, this and that. And I just remember like, oh my gosh, like this is awesome. But then I would go to 180 and I'm like, why is everybody so happy? Like it just seemed strange. Like how Johnny said, it was just like, everybody's happy they're smiling i'm like these people have no care in the world and i'm over here like praising jesus because i have 20 dollars left you know to go to next week or this and i'm like my boyfriend's in jail my you know just problems and i'm like what the heck like these people are i'm like over here jeans and i don't even know (laughs) you just felt like it was foreign it was out of i felt out of place but I just, I just kept going. And I remember then I met Beth, then I met, you know, Pastor Jesse. And I remember Beth being, being really encouraging because when I first came to church, I met all these nice women and I'm like, I bet you guys have never had a drink of alcohol in your life. (laughs) Or like, I bet you guys don't ever pillow your heads. Like, I wish I'd never would have done that or said that or did anything bad. And I remember telling Beth and, and getting close to Beth and, telling her, you know, this has happened, that's happened. I'm just broken and dirty and miserable. And her saying like, but God is so good. And I'm just like, how? Like, why do you say that? (laughs) Oh my gosh. And, and I remember Melissa going to the mall and I remember talking to her and her telling me, you know, God is the father to the fatherless. And then like hearing your testimony about like how you needed God just as much as I did. And I remember thinking, really? (laughs) Like you want to go around that stories? Like at what we've done? 
like that and i'm pretty sure i didn't tell you that in my mind that's what i was thinking when you were telling me that like oh man you know this like i need a jesus but that like did something for me because i just remember thinking like i can't relate to any of these girls like they've probably never done anything bad like probably lying to their parents is like the worst they've done but hearing that like it did something for me not in comparison but it's like man like you really did need Jesus and that helped you and it can help me too you know and and I remember just thinking that like man that's awesome and starting a friendship with Beth with Hallie with you guys with Ray (laughs) because then I remember oh I love Ray and I just remember like making friends making lady friends I didn't have lady friends like the lady friends I had were like backstabbing and it's like I'm asleep with your man if I get a chance Mm. and I was probably just as guilty as that like how they were that way yeah Yeah. and it was like but it was very hush hush but it was there was no true friendship there and so I'm like man I have have friends who are ladies and who like pray for me And at that point, I'm still not really aware of like what that means. I'm like, what are you praying exactly? Like, what do you know about me? You know, (laughs) Uh, which I'm sure they were just praying like, God, help her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Keep coming to church and just like having a good attitude, which I don't know if I really did or not. (laughs) I can't remember. But I just remember like my life changing, our lives changing. But I just remember, I don't know, just... God started really helping us and it wasn't like overnight. We still had problems. I still had problems. I still had issues where clearly I wasn't confident. You know, it's like fake it till you make it. But I was very insecure inside and I would see couples like even like whisper themselves something in their ears. And and I remember thinking like you can be friends with your boyfriend because that was not there for Johnny and I. Like we weren't friends. Mm. We were friends in the beginning. Then we became boyfriend, girlfriend, and that friendship went out the window. Like I was now like a homie, but a girl who was his girlfriend. Like there's a level of respect. Like I couldn't come at him at a certain way, like know your place type of thing. And so there was no no jokes. There was no funniness. There's no friendship. And I remember looking like, man, Like, I want that. Can mine and Johnny's relationship really be like that? Like, can we be friends? Can we laugh with each other? Can we live in peace? Sure. And then we got married. From your perspective. I know from Johnny's story that he had a revelation from God that he should marry you, but... I did not know that revelation until like a couple years after we were married. Wow. Yeah. So how did he approach, breach the topic? All I knew was Wednesday night, I was talking to Beth and Ray, and he walked up and was like, hey, we're getting married on Sunday. And walked away. And walked away. <laughs> no. Literally oh just gosh. walked away. And Beth is like, <gasps> like, I was un- talking to Pastor. Yeah. And we were kind of standing a little bit far off, I think, either waiting for him or you waiting to talk to Pastor about something. And he turned around and was like, we're getting married on Sunday. And walks like, walked away, away. And we were like. They're looking at each other like, we have a wedding to plan. And I'm like, yeah, we're like, oh, no. And I'm like, you're going to waste your time. When did you realize that he was telling the truth? Like when you got home and talked to him more or what happened? Um, I think it was like Sunday night when I was ready to walk down the aisle. (laughs) 
literally like I started crying and I was like, uh, this is really happening. Oh my gosh. I'm getting married. Wow. Like Friday we went to the courthouse, got our marriage license ring Saturday. I think Hallie, yeah, Hallie took me to get a pedicure. She's like, you need a pedicure before your wedding. And I was like, all right. First pedicure I've ever had in my life. Wow. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then Sunday I'm like, I'm back there with Beth and my brother. I just start crying and I'm like, oh my gosh, I think I'm getting married. I'm in a dress that doesn't fit me. But looked beautiful on you. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, And I was like, oh my gosh, not even like the pictures, like, oh my gosh, like we just took some wedding pictures. I'm about to walk down to my life. Like it was weird. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, I have butterflies in my stomach. I'm like, holy, oh my gosh. Wait, what? Wait, hold on. T, 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 time. I was, and then I, I don't know if Beth thought like, are you not going to go through this? <laughs> it just freaked me out for a second. And then sure enough, they pronounced us Jonathan Guzman. And I'm like, what does that mean? Uh, and it's funny because in the video, I'm like, Pastor Greg, I lost my phone. Literally like the moment after he announced it. <laughs> I don't oh, know. I remember that. He's I like, and I'm pretty that. sure Pastor Greg's like, it's fine. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, uh, like, like you wanted him to announce it. <laughs> like if you guys have found a black slide phone, oh, it's the bride's. God. I don't know. But yeah, then... Did you find your phone? I did. It was in a drawer. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> in a drawer? So random, yeah. But after that, then it was like, okay, we went to Denny's after, too. Like, we had a cake at the church and everything. Then we're like, we should go to Denny's. Yeah. Did he get you a ring? He did get me a ring. He did. Mm. And we got him a ring. And yeah, we just started living happily ever after until like two weeks later that I was like, what did we just do? Like, oh my gosh. And my family had been like, are you sure? Like, you know, Johnny is on probation and like this and that, like he has blah, 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 record. And But I was like, no, I think we're gonna serve God and live for Jesus, which sounds crazy when you're not used to that. Right. And, but then, we, like I said, we, we, or, if you didn't hear, we went through a lot of um, like counseling with Pastor Greg because we didn't know how to be married. We were, we just, we didn't know how to argue. We just didn't know how to be a cup, a couple. And I remember Beth, oh my gosh, poor thing. I'm like, you don't know Johnny. And then I would tell Jesse like, you don't know Johnny. And probably Johnny's probably like, I don't even do anything. i am just said a couple of bad words maybe two the max <laughs> um but i remember pastor greg helping a lot too like he's he's awesome he's fire flag was there like a season of breakthrough where you felt like like you broke free from like the mentalities of the past probably maybe a little bit after like i had my daughter like after we had espy how long after you got married did you get pregnant a year i was like i'm ready we need kids Tony's <laughs> like we're 19 and 21 or 22. Yeah, right. He was probably like, let's go. <laughs> probably after we had Espy that we're like, oh my gosh, we're like living as a family. We're going to church. We're going to raise our kids in church. 
and just thinking like, oh my gosh, like we're doing this. I don't know. Mm. We're Christians. Like we're set free. I I know the crazy knockdown, drag down fights that they had. And (laughs) we were even there for a couple of them. (laughs) And and all this. But it's funny that that both of them kind of in their own is like, oh, I feel like it was at this point. Because I remember it being, (laughs) no, I remember it being very quick. Yeah. You know, I remember after three, four months, yeah. think that like when God really touches you, he does something so profound in your life and it changes a lot of things quickly, yeah. yes. but you're like, but the devil says, oh, but you still thought that bad thing. You just had that one fight last week. They stuck it through. They may have had these crazy fights, but like it, divorce will not be an option. Mm-hmm. And they did go to counseling. They go as an outsider looking in it was like the change did come rather quickly when i realized i could go to pastor greg for the longest time i couldn't even say hi to him without crying till this day till this day i'll walk up to him and get tears in my eyes because he i don't know i just he's awesome he's awesome did he kind of become a father figure to you he really did he really Mm -hmm. did and uh, yeah he's awesome and i i know i could just go to him for anything and i and i do and i try to catch him every time he's in town or say hi to him go up to him and i'll give him updates on my life um not that he needs to know or cares i'm sure he He does does care. care he does care yeah and i just i feel good when i do that like yeah. One of the things I was going to ask you about is with the Catholic background, and you said a lot that it was kind of just like, yeah, Jesus is dead on the cross. Like it was not more than that. When did it become more than that? I think we talked about it a little bit more before where it was like, yeah, you're coming to church. You felt the conviction of God. Do you remember what that was like for you personally with God? Like, was there a moment when you started having a relationship with God? I remember I started journaling. I love to journal. And I remember praying and thinking, he has to be real for my husband to change. So it was more like of what he did to my husband that helped me. That gripped you. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, I'm like, man, because at one point I was like, I just had to give him up. Like, God, you have all of Johnny. I can't change him. And I know we're married. I was like, but I can't make him love me either. Like, I can't make him do anything. Clearly, four years <laughs> or three years will prove that. And so even though I was angry, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, are, you are real. Like, you, you can do anything. And at that point, it was like, I just, it felt natural just to, like, know that he wasn't dead. I was still skeptical about like him, God working through finances or through sicknesses or, you know, through breakthrough. But at that moment, I'm like, you can do things Mm -hmm. that I can't. Mm -hmm. And maybe I was a little bit controlling and that's how I was like, man, it's awesome. We still had our ups and downs and, but God's good. God's been good. And the fact that like we have kids now, I feel like that's also good. Like my kids are growing up in a home where they know both their parents. Mm-hmm. It makes me so happy. It makes me so happy. I want to cry because my daughter, she's awesome. She has 
this confidence, which sometimes I'm like, oh dear. But it's like, <laughs> man, I'm like, is that what confidence in a little girl looks like? Whoa. You know, like. And and what's her relationship like with Johnny? Uh, she loves her dad. Like something broke, which is unfixable. And she's like, just give it to dad. He can fix it. Oh. And she knows that her dad loves her, that I love her, that her brother, you know, likes her. <laughs> <laughs> typical, <laughs> typical brother, sister. But she has no limitations. She's like, I, I don't know. She knows she's beautiful. She knows she's awesome, smart. And she loves God. And I'm just like, man. Wow. It's just That's mind blowing that my kids don't know what we knew at their yeah. age. Mm-hmm. You know, that no matter what, dad and mom will always be there. They see us hug and kiss and laugh. And, and I'm just like, man, like... She has a bomb example of what a dad should be like, of what a husband should be like. And it's just awesome. Like she can. It's a miracle. And Josiah is the same. And he's, oh my gosh, my little puppy. <laughs> it's cool too. I remember the, the other day you said, which was like, is like, my kids will never have to know what drunk parents look like. Yeah. And that's like. And they don't have to know they know of johnny's past they know of my past but they don't know us like that yeah they're like that's that was my dad that was my mom but that's not who's like raising me johnny used to tell you that he would never get married and was Mm -hmm. not interested in having kids right yeah that's crazy yeah and now He'll little softy. Now he'll cry too when he like thinks of like how much he loves us. Oh, <laughs> so I love it. Oh, Praise God. I love how you said that like an insult. <laughs> A little softy. Now he cries when he says thinks about how much he loves us. Yeah, it's uh-huh. crazy. Thank you for coming on, Bernice. Thanks. Love you. You know, you don't see what people are going through, you know, behind closed doors or whatever. And that that happens throughout salvation. I don't think that's like I do think there's seasons of victory and like God does give you breakthrough. It doesn't have to be the way it used to be. What you said was interesting. Like with couples, it's like, yeah, you have to learn how to fight. Yeah. What does that mean? That means there are fights. Fights don't have to turn into like you said words that you're going to regret for the rest of your life and you disrespected each other so badly that now you're broken and hurt. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to whatever. You learn how to fight as couples. Yeah. I think that's really smart way to put it. What does Pastor Greg say is like two selfish people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One roof. He says um, like the best marriages are two people who learn how to fight well. Right. Something like that. Made up of all broken people. Make up one piece. It's true. And mm-hmm. that's the funny thing, too, is I, I get that a lot. Is uh, We hear that a lot, is that when people come into church, they're like, man, who are all these good people? From a woman's perspective, you're like, there's dresses that go down to your knees, like below your knees. Uh-huh. Dresses. Yeah. What aisle is that? Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Weird. No, it's true. You only have your club clothes or party clothes. Yeah, party I clothes. feel like all I ever had was like club dresses. Mm-hmm. That's and true. I'm like, you're like, ooh, really? <laughs> I know, really. Which I've, I have way backed off really for like years. Now. I know, like too, I many too. I'm not too many people. I'm too many people have the dresses. Uh, yeah. What do you mean? Oh, that's funny. Oh I'm all, we'll cut the conversation here. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. But yeah. So with that note, you're not alone. No, we don't all have it together. Because now you would see Vernice and think that her and Johnny got it all together. Yeah. That's why it's re- it's good to remember because oh, for sure. 
because that is part of the miracle is that you don't have to stay the same. You don't have to stay the same. You don't have to have the same mindset. You don't have to operate the same. And that's hopeful because a lot of times in the world, it's just like, well, just endure, take some medication. And I think in the world too, like, especially in today's culture, they do start saying that, but it's almost like you can do it. And if, if you've learned anything from this podcast is it's like, there's tons of people who thought they could do it. Yeah. And there's no real hope. And willpower, willpower is powerful. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it is. You can, you can white knuckle it and you can make some changes and you can go work out and you can read books about success and you can dig yourself out of a trench. But you, the one thing you can't do is save yourself. Yeah, exactly. You can't, you can't, you can't reconcile the sin that you have in your life. That's the part that only God can do. And then as a side effect of God saving you is all the cool things that he does through sanctification and through life. When you really know him, you can have it all together as far as like what the world says, like even be faithful to their wife and have a good relationship where they don't yell because, you know, they practice yoga in the morning. And you know what I'm saying? Like, honestly, like they have all these like meditations and things. There could be just good people who are like thinking that they're good works because that's the other part of it. It's like you always think it has to be this crazy story. It's probably what I said to Vernice, mm-hmm. honestly, is like people who in the world's eyes have it together. It's harder for them to realize they're broken. For sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. They do know. I mean, it, when they're alone with themselves and they know, they know like, hey, I'm empty still. Like yeah. what's going on? Or I have everything, but I'm depressed. Or I was striving for this goal. They say some of the most depressed people are ones that just accomplished something huge. Yeah. Imagine your whole life is like about the Olympics and you go and you kill it and you get your gold medal. And then you realize like, whoa, this I'm still empty it. or something. That is scary. It's freakishly scary mm-hmm. for people. Yeah. So anyway, my whole point of that is just that in the aftermath, God can help you. But that's not really the miracle. The miracle is like salvation Mm -hmm. that you're like, man, I don't have to pay for my own sins anymore. And I can be a new person in Christ genuinely and have a purpose. Yeah. You know, there's something that only Jesus can provide Mm -hmm. because it's it's like at the end of the day, we're all still searching. And, And it's like there's something that only Jesus can provide. And it's like, we're kind of catching people at where they found that, where they realize that, you exactly. know, which is kind of cool. It's and like, everyone's story is so different. There's people yeah. who it's like false religion was their thing and they were, but they were like these moral and kind and good. And they thought that's what would get them to heaven. Yeah. Tend to fall off one side of the horse or the other. It's like how Bernice thought is like, man, what could these people have done? They don't know the hurt. They don't know the mm. regret and the shame like I do. Or we go the other way. Like, well, yeah, they needed it. Yeah. But I, like, where do I fit? The church kids go through that. Kids are going to have to come to a point where they still need Jesus, even though I had this really mm-hmm. beautiful life. Yeah. You know, yeah. where they're like, no, I need him as my savior, you know, and yeah. Bernice, oh I love you. I'm so glad you came on. Johnny's was so good. God, Johnny's is good. awesome. It was good. This is going to be so good, too. I know, but I may be biased, but Johnny's has always been my favorite. I love Johnny's. I hope so. Thanks for coming on, Bernice. And now it's documented.